Hey, this is your host Shane with an exciting special edition on Fortification Agate. We'll go over it in depth. We'll go over some other basic agate information. And then we'll go into a variety of different topics after that. On if... the first part of the journey, I was looking at radical rocks. There were fossils, minerals, and rocks and things. There were sand and hills and rains. First thing I found was a geocrystal, quartz with no clouds. Agate was hot and the ground was hard, but the gems were there to be found. See, I've been through the desert, found a rock of the felt good to have in my hand. In the desert, you can find lots of rocks, because radical rocks are everywhere. That's right, radical rocks are everywhere. And today we are going to concentrate on fortification agate. Um, we're going to talk about what fortification agate is. We're going to go into all different types of fortification agate, where you find it, um, different locations that have specialty fortification agate. Um, we'll also cover some basic agate formation information, the different types. And then, if you are still with me after that, we will go into some uh, variety of topics, including more rocks, minerals, gold mines, and fossil news, if you are interested in staying tuned. So, I've kind of changing the format. I'm going to try um, the main topic that I put out there on the title is going to be, the hope is that will be the bulk of the conversation and then I will add a little bit of news and just really cherry pick the little news topics after that. So we'll see how that works. If you like it, please reach out to me. You can email me at RadicalRocksUSA at gmail.com. Love to hear your suggestions and positive feedback. And you can check us out on social media. We're real popular on MeWe. We've got YouTube videos. Just look up Radical Rocks or Radical Rocks USA. You'll find us all over the place. All right, so let's get into it. As promised, we are going to do a deep dive into uh, agate, and in particular, fortification agate. So some of the information that um, I have found about agate is kind of basic, and there's actually a very interesting book called Jewelry and Gems, it's a buying guide by Antoinette Matlins um, and then also A.C. Bonanno, bon Bonanno. And um, this book has all sorts of information on mostly gemstones that you would cut and polish. But it did uh, have some interesting information on agate and Speaking of the translucent or the opaque types, these are kind of like a milky colored, and saying that this type of agate is found basically in all colors. And um, you can find uh, banded agate, moss agate, fascinating white or milky agate that looks as if it has black, brown, green moss growing within it, eye agate, which has an eyeball effect, and then plume agate, which looks like it's filled with feather plumes. Colors and scenes in agate are infinite. Now, we're going to concentrate on the fortification agate and talk a little bit about it. Now, different types of agate 
uh, can be very common and inexpensive. But some of the ones we'll talk about today are very expensive and rare and very collectible. Also ones with scenes on them uh, are very collectible. Carnelia, Shard, and Shardonyx, reddish, orange, and apricot colors uh, and brown varieties of chalcedony uh, have been used in cameos and carvings. Now, black onyx is a banded onyx and can be dyed. And usually black and white stripes indicate that it is dyed. Now, an interesting story about the eye agate was in the 1800s in certain parts of the world, and this is even true to today, amulets can be made from eye agate. That's where these bitrudal uh, bubbles form. Brown, black agate with a white ring in the center was so popular with agate cutters in Germany they had little time to cut anything else. The eye is believed to take on a watchfulness of one's guardian spirit and protect you from evil and all of this kind of stuff. Now, you got to be careful if you are buying banded agate. It can be dyed, especially black and white stripes, as we mentioned. Agate can be fragile. If you drop it, it can be broken. Agate can be dyed, so if you see some really wild colors... Um, take a look at it. If the white is especially super white and the lines are especially bright, there could be some dyeing going on. So I wanted to share that with you from the uh, jewelry and gems buying guide that we mentioned earlier. Now, uh, there is a, a lot of uh, zodiac uh, things that are tied to agate, just as history would have it. Uh, Gemini, May 22nd through June 21st, uh, the zodiac from Hindu legend says an agate ring will bring a long life, health, and wealth. Uh, Spanish list uh, that probably comes from uh, Arab, uh, Arab traditions that puts it on that list. And also, um, this puts agate with the cancer, which is born uh, June 22nd to July uh, 21st or 22nd, I forget. So that's some of the folklore with it. Um, the formation of, of onyx we're going to talk about um, in a book called Agates and Jaspers by Ron Gibbs. It goes into extreme detail with spectacular photographs that go into detail of how agate is formed, how different patterns are formed. And it goes as far as there's different stages that take place. Um, these are sometimes called the nursery. The nursery is these pockets that can form in the basalt or rhyolite or other um, volcanic, typically uh, metamorphic type rock, or not metamorphic, um, um, igneous type rocks. So what happens... Um, Let's see, we already talked about that once. On page 177, I don't think it's page 177. No, I already talked about that. Um, where was that? Well, anyway, as you study the internal formation of agates, it is fascinating and can be a deep scientific analysis of the variations of how they are thought to have formed. Now, some of these things start off from little tiny inclusions 
um, and then build around it, sometimes air pockets, sometimes other minerals as well, will get inside these cavities. And as the agate seeps in there, it uh, creates amazing formations. On uh, page 17, uh, paragraph uh, 4, it mentions fortification agates represent only one variety of agate. Sometimes empty nodules may be filled with a predecessor material before the onset of agate creation. Water solutions may create other evaporative crystal structures prior to the agate formation. This resultant type of agate is generally called saginite. The agate forms around the crystals and then, usually through a slow replacement process, the crystals themselves are chemically replaced by the silica. The entire agate becomes predominantly chalcedony, but the original geometrics prior to the crystal are preserved in the agate as a silica pseudomorph. Amazing. Um, as you find out more about this, pseudomorph means false form. Um, it is not uh, the actual form. It is a replacement form. And the second one would be a different chemical makeups than the first. So, for example, uh, a crocrystalline quartz. Uh, quartz crystallizes in a hexagonal crystal system. When aragonite, which is a form of calcium carbonate, crystallizes in this, it is replaced by the chalcedony, and the result crystals are made up of chalcedony, but take on the crystal form of an aragonite. Saginite crystals also provide a nucleation sites that template further agate growth. Concentric agate bands form around the diameter of the crystals. If the saginite forms thin needle-like crystals, and if they dissolve before they can be chemically replaced, then the result agate structure may appear like empty tubes. Tubular agates may also be created by agate formations following tubular flow patterns in the initial gel during the silica buildup. So in this basalt cavity, Clusters of crystals would form beforehand before the agate process happens. And as the agate comes in, it replaces these. So very interesting. Um, the filling of these cavities can take place in many different stages. And as it fills, different minerals that infiltrate the silica agate filling will give it different colors and often banding. Banding will form a around the outside edge of the cavity and can also form around other impurities that are inside the agate. This is known as an agate formation beginning of a concentric ring creation. Unlike other nodular agates, there would be fine hemispherical clusters growing from the walls, um, not because of a large predecessor crystal bundle, but because of additional nucleation for growth Circumferenced around the crystals, as these rings grow, the bands will terminate against one another and will completely alter the normal fortification patterns in the agate. So these are the different things that can happen that are just amazing. Um, if you were a kid and you had the magic rock gardens, this is where you would get like a bowl or a big jar and you put fill it with water and you put these little uh, crystals in there and then they grow. And sometimes they're stringy and they look like ferns and they become all these different shapes. Well, this is what can happen 
inside uh, agate when it forms. This is kind of a way of understanding how it works. So um, these uh, kits uh, are, you know, a salt, and um, they contain, you know, a, um, a sodium silica solution and uh, so some sort of metal salts like copper, chloride, iron sulfide, nickel nitrates, and things like these. The sodium silica is placed in a container, and the salts go to the bottom, and within a few minutes, the metal salts, salts start to appear, these long plant-like structures. Well, this is much like what happens in the, um, the cavities of agate. Now, they can contain oxysilicas that can form uh, different things, banding or moss agates, and different things like that, depending on the chemistry and the minerals and things like that. Fortification patterns often form in the open areas between the moss, but the mossy areas preclude orderly wide area fortification patterns, and they distribute the normal crystallization sequence when they are present. So it's likely that they form just before or at the beginning of the agate growth, these uh, bandings and such. So let's talk a little bit more about, uh, about this. Uh, the cavities in basalt or rhyolite being filled with agate containing impurities, causing these patterns, colors, and formations um, are going to, at some point, create our fortification agates that uh, we have talked about. Plumes can often show fortification patterns. Sometimes you will see fortification, which basically, by the way, um, it just means um, that it's a pocket, kind of, and it has some structure. And there's some history on that. Um, I think I have that somewhere else a little bit later in the presentation. But think of a basic fortification. It needs three structures. It needs, it needs two sides and a base to be a structure. Or more, four, five, six, seven, eight. So fortification has some sort of structure to it. And uh, typically these have banding, not uh, always perfect banding, not always multiple banding. But the spectacular ones have multiple bandings of various colors, and the patterns are um, very strong and defined. As you look at a fortification agate, or any agate for that point, you will usually be able to look at it. And imagine that these colors poured in there one by one as a liquid. You will usually find the part of the agate that is the filling port, okay, where it began to fill. Very interesting. Um, Let's see, um, let's get into this a little bit more. Fortification agates. Now, there's a lot of references for fortification agate. Um, again, if you go look at the book Agates and Jaspers by Ron Gibbs, this is a full-color, beautiful, illustrated book. I'm not getting everything from here. I am down getting some stuff offline, and some of my own personal experiences all being kind of mixed together into this one presentation, but I want to give some credit um, he does have the, on page 27, talks about um, one of the ways or reasons why fortification agon is called fortification. It has to do with uh, a feudal European old forts, the way they were shaped, uh, quite like the shapes that you see in fortification agate. Basically, this is an agate with a hole in it 
that has banding all around it. That's fortification. Um, getting harder and harder to find that today, and it's becoming rarer and rarer and more collectible. The bands can be rough, uh, parallel, alternate between lighter and darker color, and contain other inclusions as well. So, some of the agates that are pictured in this wonderful book, uh, Agates and Jaspers by Ron Gibbs, are the Laguna agates. Now, if you've ever seen these, these are spectacular colors. Um, there's uh, bright yellows, lemon yellows, cream yellows, and these can variegate from, in one agate, you'll see black, orange, yellows, browns, peach, white, a brown outer shell. Beautiful, beautiful patterns and colors. Or you'll see pinks and reds and whites and, and kind of a, a violet or lavender hue. You'll see reds with oranges and browns and little pseudomorphs all around the edges, uh, plumes around the edges, uh, moss around the edges sometimes in these agates. Very rare, but it does, it does pop up. Beautiful, beautiful colors. Um, Laguna agates are from Mexico. These are world premier agates. Uh, there was uh, an area in Chihuahua, Mexico that produces the famous Laguna agates. There's about 13 claims there as the time of the writing um, and uh, other materials. And a lot of times they contain saginites, moss, and even tubes, which we talked about that tube agate. Really beautiful. Uh, the brightly colored have excellent, well-developed banding. Laguna agates have been found in nearly all colors of the rainbow, all within the same agate. Wow. Uh, Laguna agates are highly developed shadow banding with some of the best fortifications in the world. The most recent agate finds are the condor agates from Argentina. Now, my video, I've cut one and polished it on there. I've got that, I think, on a short video, one of the shorts. Um, these condor agates are found at an elevation of 3,000 feet and have been, uh, they're very old. They are earth tone, bright to earth tone colors with some purple which mine has purple in it, uh, there can be nodules and cracks, oftenly provide excellent examples of this cro uh, chromatographic coloring, which is very bright and vivid. They can sometimes be cut into thin slabs and will show the iris agate effect. Now the iris agate effect, when you cut the slice thin enough, it shows a rainbow iridescent colors. And behind a black uh, backing with a light shining through it, this can be spectacular. It's a very popular agate. Um, you can usually buy these um, uncut at a reasonable price. The cut ones can be much more expensive. Black River agates are from Argentina. These are a lot like the um, Chardonyx because it actually has and comes in black and white banding, which is very beautiful. Not as well known as the condor, the puma, um, or the semita agates. And they make up with these well-organized bandings. They may not have the colors. They're found in the Rio Negro beds of uh, Patagonia. And they are um, brown, white, gray, and white. And often contain hematite particles suspended in the banding. Sometimes they display a Uruguay banding, which is more of an elongated banding. That's what that is, not round, but more elongated.
Uh, Kentucky agate, this is another type of fortification agate, likely not from a single source, appears to produce from the Borden formation of the early Mississippian age. These agates tend to be more pastel with yellow and pink prevalent and an orange yellow as well. Uh, red and black combinations are also known to be highly prized. And agate is the official state rock of Kentucky. Let me get a little swig of coffee here. Oh yeah, so good. Samita agate from Argentina. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right. It's S-A-M-Y-T-A. These are found pretty close to the condor agates. They have some uh, really cool um, banded patterns that are inside a white crystal garden. It almost looks like a pseudomorph, but you can see upon a closer examination, these are little clusters of crystals. And uh, they are mined at the Labellin Mine on the western edge of Patagonia. The banded patterns appear inside a white quartz crystal garden uh, and can be red, uh, black, gray, um, orange, yellows, and cream colors as well. Botswana agate is from Africa. Uh, sometimes these can show up as fortification. There's definitely banding. Usually they are nodules. They are a purplish-gray nodule to brownish colors. They're found near the town of uh, Babonga in Botswana and comes from a well-weathered basalt flow and uh, that is uh, under government control. Very fine banding with often good shadow patterns. Eye agates are not uncommon so eye agates are quite popular. They can be found there but the majority of the agate is gray and white but some has a pastel mauve pink and a little honey in the color. Mostly smaller sizes uh, three to four inches. Baker Ranch Agate. These are called the Baker Eggs or Dimming Agate. These are found in New Mexico. I have one of these. That's, uh, it's a different kind of color than the more um, kind of a glowing red colors that come out of there. Mine is uh, more of a black and gray banding. It's actually my logo. Um, and that is uh, one of my agates from my collection that my mother actually gave me. But the Baker Ranch Agate has been collected over a large area of New Mexico. Many mines and digs, uh, thunder eggs, agates, very few uh, um, fortifications are found there, but it does happen. Uh, thunder eggs and agates, and the favorite are the baker eggs. They tend to be red, both gray with black markings. Some are hollow with druzy quartz interiors, and some are solid, um, and a lot the rarest ones contain a green coloring, which I have not seen. Uh, Kameato agate from Mexico. Kamato, maybe it is. C-O-Y-A-M-I-T-O. Um, I have one of these. They're very beautiful. Known for its pseudomorphs, found in the beds near the famous Laguna agate. Named for Rancho Kameto in the Mexican state of Chihuahua, where they're mainly found. They are sold in bulk after mixing in uh, from several different sites. Reds, yellows, pink, orange, and a wide range of purples. And it is a beautiful purple with light banding. 
from uh, light colors to even a few red bandings in there, and the outside band is quite red. Very beautiful. It's a lavender purple, and then honey um, browns with uh, quartz crystals outside and pseudomorphs with uh, agate banding around the pseudomorph. Now, um, also the rainbow agate, also known as crazy lace, can have small pockets in it, which would be uh, technically fortification. We're familiar with this um, material, rainbow, uh, sometimes identified as a rainbow agate. Uh, crazy lace from Indonesia is another one. So you can find it um, from Mexico or from Indonesia. The one from Indonesia that uh, is called the Rainbow Crazy Lakes has yellows, oranges. Um, it almost looks like opal layers. Very beautiful, stunning with uh, honey yellows, uh, warm oranges. Very beautiful banding. And then, of course, the standard Crazy Lace is typically um, more browns and reds and um, sometimes you might get a little blue hue in there and whites. Big Diggins, New Mexico. The Big Diggins is situated near Deming, New Mexico, not far from the Baker Ranch. There's a vein of agate there with a variety of inclusions as well as fortification. Um, the claim is privately owned. There's lots of pseudomorphs in here. Uh, very speckled, odd banding, unlike most I've seen. Uh, even some minute tubings scattered in uh, minor uh, formations around the outsides of the bandings in some of these displays that I've seen. Now, blue lace agate, which is uh, a chalcedony sometimes from Africa, or called chalcedonies, it's actually from Nambia, this can also have fortification. You can find fortification it is found in association with the calcite layers, rarely found more than one or two inches thick. Sometimes uh, there's other varieties called the Royal Aztec Lace Agate from uh, Mexico, and this is not a blue, this is a purple, and also can have pink banding, purple banding, um, and formations of fortification can happen. It is exceedingly latex, uh, lacy and complex fortification. And it runs from a purplish blue to a true purple. So those are the majority of the um, super fine and uh, awesome collectible agates from the book Agates and Jaspers by Ron Gibbs. By no means is that the exclusive list. There's more. But wait, there's more. Um, let's see here. Okay, let's go over types of agates for just a second, and then we'll kind of jump back into fortification. Um, fortification agate, agate uh, is probably most familiar to people because uh, this is what people like to call geodes, um, but if it has the banding, it has to have the banding. Um, the crystals and stuff, it's just a geode without the banding, really. It is uh, very familiar to people and um, resembles the, a, a view of a fort in, in some things. Now, waterline agate, I have uh, done videos on agates. I have a lot of waterline agate. Uh, some of it's a tilt, tilted, where you have one uh, layer going straight and then another one going at another angle. This would have happened during a time of great upheaval 
in the earth, which is very unusual. You can find those in New Mexico. Um, Silica-rich solution either entered the cavity slowly laying one band at a time or excess water drained out, leaving a small amount of silica to settle out into separate bands or it filled under low pressure. In either case, silica crystallization in water level agates is controlled by gravity in orientation, forming stack up of parallel bands. Um, shallow agate or shadow agate, I mean, this is a shadow effect where there, it seems like the bands have moved to some degree. And uh, when it's rolled back and forth, you can see that it has an optic effect um, it has to be somewhat translucent or opaque to cause this type because the light going through it um, is uh, reflected out in such a way or not reflected out in such a way as the case may be. Tube agate we talked about. Um, this is when hair-thin material rods are in there first and then the silica gel grows around it and later chalcedony agate microcrystals form and the inclusions remain weather away, leaving hollow tubes within the silica or are filled in with silica. Uh, eye agates, we talked about those. That's when silica drains from the cavity, leaving only a droplet that beads up on the inside wall of the cavity. The droplet crystallizes into a solid chalcedony eyes. Crystal growth continues to form around this in similar um, and can be similar to stalactites in caves. So that's the basic plume agate. Um, again, that's around chalcedony bands, and then a filament grows, and material inclusions resemble ferns or feathers. The geode, again, uh, empty cavities where the silica went inside, dried up, mostly crystallized, or maybe some banding, and you had that cavity. Moss agate has clusters of mineral inclusions that resemble plants, trees, or landscape. Most moss agate inclusions are comprised of iron, magnesium, oxide, um, and sometimes there can be uh, banding. And then seam agate uh, is what fills in cracks. And then uh, when it is wavy and such, this could have been by compression while it was still um, cooling and still in a semi-liquid to gelatin type form. Um, if you go to agatelady.com, you can find out all about that. Also, she tells you how to search for the exclusive Lake Superior agates. Um, she has the metamorphic product, uh, processes of agates and lots of other neat information on agates. Quite lengthy. Recommend you go check that out. Now, where can you find it? Where can you find it? Well, all around the world. Um, some well-known places can be found. I go to uh, mindat.org. You can go to Australia, Canada, uh, Mexico, Panama, South America, the UK, US would be Arizona, California, Colorado, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Mexico, South Dakota, Texas. Um, and those are primarily the areas that you find it. Now we know it, it can be found in Africa, and South America, and Mexico, and all sorts of wonderful places. Um, I did do a little bit more research, and there is some fabulous fortification agate that can be found in uh, Chihuahua, Mexico. 
um, that we talked about, the greens. I found a picture of the green here from Chihuahua, Mexico, um, the Rancho Baranda uh, area. Beautiful greens with red banding, light green, and some dark green banding, a little bit of yellows, and uh, some uh, little crystals forming in cavities as well. Um, the Woodward Ranch in Alpine Brewster County, Texas, fortification agate is found there. Kind of looks like mookite, some of the pieces, with reds, oranges, yellows, and cream colors. Uh, quite beautiful. Also in this same area, white uh, banded agate, fortified fortification agate, can be found in the same area. There has been even some found with uh, light blue and dark blue, associated with also uh, gray bands to crystallization in the middle at the basalt AG quarry um, in Germany. That's where the blue one was with the blue bands. Very fine blue band. Uh, we have another beautiful one from Chihuahua, Mexico with pinks, browns, and reds. TP Canyon, fortified agate, uh, can be found there with reds, yellows, and cream colored in the same agate. Uh, and pretty beautiful. Also, more pastel colors can be found in the uh, Brewster County in Texas. A lot of variety, a lot of colors. Um and then I think most of the rest of these are Chihuahua, Mexico, Texas. Here's a beautiful purple agate um, that also comes from Chihuahua, Mexico. So all kinds of agates. Now, I hope you enjoyed uh, that. If you want to stick with us, I do have, uh, I will hit some fossil, some mining, and a little bit more rock and gym um, news or information, education, however you want to look at it. So we will go through this uh, very quickly. Um, the biggest diamond ever found, if you go to iflscience.com and look up the biggest diamond ever found, it weighed the same as uh, 7,692 bees. Okay, Eleanor Higgs shows us uh, some pictures of the uncut Culligan diamond. Uh, it became some 90 different gemstones, and it weighed 1.3 pounds, which was essentially uh, 3,106 carats. Beautiful. Uh, they've got it cut up into pieces, smaller pieces, that were eventually made into stones. It became... Uh, uh, anyway, there's that article if you want to find out more about diamonds. Um, the Llewellyn Mine... Now, at uh, eBay, you can look this up. It's for sale, but I thought there was some good history on here. It's in Tonopah, Nevada. It's a 20.66-acre land on BLM land. Um, this is a very well-known copper district. It has gold, silver mines, and uh, copper deposits in this area are quite prolific. Um, the potential there uh, is uh, altered sandstones and limestones. There's a lot of prospecting pit, uh, pits around there, a lot of uh, surface veins and turquoise exploration being done. There is a turquoise mine out there in this area. There's known copper deposits in the area. There is uh, lots of areas to find gold and silver. Now, turquoise and verisite are also found in this area. Uh, Cow Springs District is located in Esmeralda County, Nevada, 
approximately 20 miles northwest of Tonopah, the south end of the Royalston Hills, where they intercept with Cedar Mountains. This area has been explored since 1900 uh, and forward. The Tonopah and Goldfield districts were initially discovered. Tonopah produced about 180 million ounces of silver and 100.8 ounces of gold, million ounces of gold. Goldfield produced 5 million ounces of high-grade gold, and a lot of excitement happened. And the Cow Springs district had high-grade high grade silver gold veins as well as turquoise and copper. Lots of shafts popped up between 1900 and 1930, and a lot of the assays show uh, silver as high as 144 ounces per ton, gold at 0.15 ounce per ton. The Cow Springs district's also known for turquoise and verisite, which was mined from the 1920s, revived again in the 50s, and there's still some turquoise claims in the area. The Royston district is east about six miles, and um, Premier Turquoise district, it's one of the premier turquoise districts in the U.S., because of the copper deposits. In the 1960s, Homestake conducted explorations, including mapping and drilling program, and produced a report showing that gold and silver were in the area. Um, this claim uh, is along certain faults, which you can read about if you want. Um, this local geology is close to several mines, uh, that are in the Royalston Hills, the Cedar Mountains, and the northern part of Esmeralda County. 2.2 miles in the northeast is Mount Crisco Range, another well-known gold and silver area in Nevada. Um, yeah, you can read more about this. Um, they talk about the, the type of ground and things like that. Pretty cool history there. Now, a graveyard of extinct elephants from 5 million years ago was found in Florida. Um, Robin White tells us about this at Newsweek.com. And uh, this is a huge finding of elephants. Let me get a drink here. Um, what they found here, it was in Florida, I believe. Um, I looked at this earlier, if memory serves me fine. It's Levy County. Uh, the Montbrook Fossil Dig Site. And uh, it says here that uh, the species, most of them were considered juveniles, very small. So this is probably where uh, the mother, one of the mothers would take care of the children in uh, it kind of an elephant nursery and um, be able to, the others could go eat and such. And... Uh, they would not have to have the babies out in, in, the, in the fields and in the open to be hunted and such. So very interesting. There's a video here if you want to check that out. Um, thousands of new creatures were discovered. Now, the reason I brought this up um, is because I bet you that some of these are going to be linked to some of the fossils that we have today. I just wanted to put that out there. Um, they feel that they're going to find a lot more. In fact, I read a report at the beginning of the week that said there was 4,000 discoveries, and um, by yesterday it said now they had discovered some 5,000 new species of uh, creatures, and several of them are not 
like any other animal found. Now, what they're doing is they're investigating the seabed because there's these potato side nodules that are rich in minerals such as cobalt, magnesium, nickel, copper, and zinc. And they want to mine this from the deep seafloor. So now they're finding all these creatures down there. And uh, so it's interesting. We'll have to see what happens. If you want to read about that, look at scientificamerica.com and uh, look up... Thousands of New Creatures Discovered in Deep Sea Mining Zone by Chelsea Harvey of E&E News. And uh, that's pretty new. That just came out on the 26th. A new mineral. In fact, i got a couple new minerals to talk about today. Um, this one, it looks like you could make a cabochon out of it. This one, but I don't know that it's going to become available for, for that. But a new mineral emits a bright light discovered in Hokkaido. And this is in uh, Japan. And you can go to www.3nhk.or.jp and look up the article under that name, New Mineral That Emits Bright Light, discovered in Hokkaido, which is H-O-K-K-A-I-D-O. It shines brightly under ultraviolet lights. It's been discovered in the northernmost Japanese prefecture of Hokkaido. And uh, they've discovered this. It's totally new. It consists of elements such as carbon and hydrogen that are found in living organisms. And the mineral is a light yellow under natural light, but emits a bright yellow light under ultraviolet lights. Um, it is also contained uh, in opal, uh, this new mineral. And a detailed analysis revealed that the mineral type is made up of a mineral called benzopyrene with small amounts of it that do exist in petroleum as well. So this is the first time they found this in um, in a actual um, mineral like that, a solid mineral. So they said that these organisms were heated, uh, living organisms and such were heated by volcanoes nearby. And uh, this find could shed light on the mechanism of oil generation, according to this article. But it's banded. And uh, it, it is a banded look to it. Kind of looks almost like uh, fluorescent the way it's glowing. And it, gl it glows purple in the middle and yellow on the outside edge. Another new mineral, or maybe not so new, is copper in quartzite. Um, ArizonaLapidary.com, uh, they're no sponsor of the show or anything, but uh, they have a, a new uh, listing of this mineral. It's a quartzite, which is kind of looks like a white bull quartz with... Uh, brown patterns and it actually has veins of copper all through it and would make very interesting cabochon material and uh, according to what i've seen here this is from the ray mine in arizona so that's the area and that's the mine quartzite's quite hard like quartz about seven on the hardness scale so it should be very fun now when boring rocks have gold um I subscribe to um, the goldminesforsale.com and Jeff Janda there puts out some interesting articles from time to time and he does sell gold mines but uh, he has this kind of a boring looking sandstone rock and um, his article says when boring rocks have gold it's like an ash flow tough above then... Uh, it usually means a big deposit in his eye because gold deposits require super intense geochemical concentration that alters a rock and gives them all sorts of bright, non-boring colors 
reds, oranges, blacks. But big gold systems, really big ones, can't put the gold into rocks more gently over time over a wide area, not alternating them much. And famous large open pit mines have been the most boring looking ore. So that's what he's saying. This sandstone looking kind of rock here actually um, has uh, 0.73 parts per million gold and 0.8 part per million silver. So overall, that's a, a decent amount of gold for a big time um, gold mining claim. So, um, yeah, he has a listing. It's called the Gold Trail West Mine. It's in Lander County, Nevada, near the famous Carlton Trin, where 2 million ounces of gold have been uh, recorded as being uh, dug out of the ground and processed. And um, you can check that out on eBay if you want. But Ashflow Tufts are uh, something to look at. He says, I pay attention to those. One of the early discoveries of my mining career came with a joint venture I had a large international mining company that discovered about 150,000 ounces in the exact type of rocks that I just described earlier that looked just a, kind of like a sandstone. In Lander County, when I see mineralized ash flow tufts, I get more interested. These rocks are originally massive, uh, originated from a massive explosion of ash similar to Mount St. Helens. Sometimes hundreds of feet of ash can be deposited. Over time, it hardens and becomes rock remains porous, and is easily mineralized. It's a great host for gold. So he believes the Cortez mine in Nevada, which is a huge open pit mine, is a, a similar type of deposit and talks about that, uh, you know, generating almost an ounce per ton. So quite a bit of gold. Um, talks about more of this uh, history on the Gold Trail West Mine and where it's located in Austin, uh, from Austin, Nevada, on Highway 50, and so forth and so on. So there's, there's a little bit of gold history for you. Another stunning new gemstone is called Aquadite. If you go to rampart.com and look up a stunning new gemstone introducing Aquadite, A-Q-U-A-D-I-T-E, this is a combination of uh, somewhat of a clear... Uh, agate with beautiful greens and darker inclusions. It is a chalcedony rich in copper minerals from Indonesia, Malkluka Islands. The workers uncovered the gemstone uh, by accident during road construction and then uh, it revealed this beautiful coppery blue-green treasure known as aquadite and um, now they are selling it if you um, wish to purchase it. And uh, they're trying to trademark it as well. So you can look that up. Again, that's rampart.com, a stunning new gemstone introducing Aquadite. I don't know, you know, I'm not recommending buying from anybody here because I don't know. I've never bought from them. So buyer, do your own due diligence. Tiger-sized saber-toothed rhino skin predator thrived before um, the dinosaurs died off. It says before the great dying According to popsci.com, uh, P-O-P-S-C-I.com, and uh, Laura Basis has a wonderful picture here of this crazy-looking creature. Uh, looks like half dinosaur, half, uh, half lion, I guess. And um, they have located this uh, dinosaur that they felt lived a long time ago, 
it crossed the Pangaea when there was just one continent, and um, they feel it was a saber-tooth uh, type predator with skin similar to a rhino, and um, this is at the North Carolina Museum of Natural Science and Research that is doing the research. But the fossil was found in Russia, and um, now it's here, and uh, research is being done on it. So very unusual if you want to check that out. Almost done here. Colorado's great gyms and where to find them at thegazette.com. We've got a beautiful picture of some black, almost black, smoky quartz sitting on top of some amzonite. Um, very beautiful. If you want to find out about collecting in Colorado, um, we've done several podcasts on that, but you can also go here to this article and check it out. Seth Buster tells us about Colorado's gyms and where to find them. And um, it talks about Pikes Peak, which is very famous. And we've talked about this before. So if you want to go, go check it out. So anyway, yeah, let me know what you think of the format. That's the new format. Um, I'm going to try and stick with that as much as I can. Have a main topic and then just kind of hit the really hot spots of the news and call it good. So thanks for hanging with me till now. If you hung with me till now, please like and subscribe and share. Until next time, remember rock hounds don't die, they petrify.